Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. 657 AM, Radio for Believers in Action. Radio for Believers in Action, 657 Medium Wave, coming to you live. We trust the Father is doing you well and keeping you calm and collected. Hey, keeping you calm and collected. We are together till the hour eight, Wednesday Live, the name of the show. Right, I will be connecting with our three guests and. Uh, uh, speak with them on the issues of the day, the issues of the day, and the perspective of believers. Nothing controversial, nothing controversial, everything truthful, based on the word. All right, scripture. And uh, let me start with this song Come Walk With Me. One vision, one voice, one message. Radio Pulpit, 657 AM and 729 Cape Pulpit. Impacting lives from Gauteng to the Cape. If you need prayer, please send your request to prayer at radiopulpit.co.za or WhatsApp 067-429-7564 or go to Radio Pulpit website on www.radiopulpit.co.za Many people across South Africa are being blessed and encouraged by the Radio Pulpit devotional magazine, The Word for Today. This publication places the gospel of Jesus Christ in the hands of more than 100,000 people every day, inspiring every person, from the professional businessman to the needy person who lives in the streets. Each edition contains daily scripture-based devotionals and inspiring articles to help you grow spiritually. The booklet is given with the compliments of Radio Pulpit, but your donation, large or small, will help us to print the next edition and continue being the hope of the gospel to a world in desperate need. The word for today. Get yours today on 012-334-1200 or subscribe online at www.radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. Come walk with me. Olita Adams there, the name of the song. The time has just gone, 15 and a half over the hour, 6. We are together throughout up to 8, Wednesday Live, the name of the show. You're on 657 AM, radio with the truth in his voice. Let me welcome our guests. We have our guests on the line. Uh, Baruch Yahu is on the line. Uh, shalom, shalom, my Aki. Shalom, uh, my Aki. Shalom to the other the fellow panelists and shalom to the listeners of uh, Radio Pulpit. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. And uh, we have also Pastor Samuel Kabamba. Greetings. Welcome, sir. Yeah, greetings to you too and greetings to uh, Baruki Aki and uh, greetings to and greetings to all the listeners. We believe that today shall have a wonderful time in the presence of God. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, we have my brother, Karabu Muraka, Mechrotman. Hey, brother. <laughs> hey, how are you, Khrutman? No. I'm okay. How are you? I am very well. I am very well, my brother. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, sir. I was looking at our photo, you and I, and we were standing there, and I said, hey, yeah, but it's a little cool, man. Yo. (laughs) (laughs) 
Welcome to you, sir. Welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And I greet my fellow panelists, and uh, my brother Sam Kabamba, in the name of our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Thank you so much. And uh, tonight we are talking about the fatherhood of Yahuwah Elohim, the fatherhood of Yahuwah Elohim. What is it even all about? You know, um, uh, when we speak of him as the father of all, what do we imply? Um, uh, in many instances, therefore, there we have seen uh, many people ascribing to fatherhood um, the sovereignty of rulership and guidance and uh, the institution of statutes, instructions and precepts, but also um, the birthing, which is uh, the spiritual birthmark, that it is from the fatherhood of Yehua Elohim, the fatherhood of our Elohim. Um, yet at the same time, we see the negating of this. Uh, in terms of reference, in terms of um, obedience to, and uh, also in terms of um, having a, a listening ear to him as to what is it that he he is saying, and that uh, the name Father ascribed to him, or the manner we refer to him as our Father, uh, has gone to become just a cliche of prayer. And uh, we have gone into extremes of losing the actual respect of reference to the Father. And, and if one knows um, the actual view of fatherhood is that you look at your own children and the way in which they heed to your instruction, you know, and uh, the authority that you wield as as the head of your family, as a man, you would be able to to get a symbolic picture, uh, a glimpse of it, just a glimpse of it, of what fatherhood is even all about. Now, many have gone on to ascribe to many people who lead them in churches, denominations, synagogues, um, to refer to them as the Papa, um, to replace the true fatherhood of Yahuwah. To a great extent, many have done that. Just like the 7,000 times many have tried to erase his name. But you, you would see that there has been uh, some form of trying to replace his fatherhood upon us with quite a lot of other fatherhoods. Uh, uh, that we see. And this in itself has created a bit of a confusion to many who are having a reference towards him of fatherhood uh, as that which is erratic because they think he is abstract. They think he is just a man upstairs. Um, even in movies, pictures, comedies, they refer to him as such. I don't want to even quote other names because some are very much despicable. Yet the concept of his fatherhood should indicate the eternal covenant or the everlasting covenant that he has with us. First Chronicles seventeen thirteen: I will be his father and he shall be my son. 
I will not take my mercy away from him as I took it from him who was born before you. The covenant relationship. It's just amazing there. I will be his father. It's just like the spirit of adoption or spiritual adoption. It says, I will be his father and he shall be my son. That's First Chronicles 17, 13. And I will not take my mercy away from him as I took it from him who was before you. Here we see a sense of purpose and declaration, a sense of will. And also a declaration of intent from the Father himself, from Yehuah Elohim, our Elohim. And then he points out um, his decision of intention towards us. If we heed to his invitation. And the fatherhood is operational in its fullest sense if we heed to his invitation. First Chronicles 29.10, it says, Therefore David blessed Yahuwah before all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, Elohim of Israel, our Father forever and ever. Before the assembly. It says, Blessed are you, our Father forever and ever. It shows now, the reciprocation to the invite or the invitation of the fatherhood. Then we start to see the full benefit of the fatherhood becoming the reality upon us. Psalm 68 verses 5 referred to him as the father of the fatherless, a defender of widows. Is Yahuwah in his holy habitation. Our Elohim. Here when they refer to him as the father of the fatherless, is the caregiver. We see his fatherhood now. Caregiver, protection, nourishing, educating, instructing, grooming, guiding, melding, molding. Those who have lost their physical fathers um, uh, who are symbolic. He says he takes over, therefore, and he becomes their father. One of those amazing things that comes to mind, we will be asking questions, and please send us your voice notes also. Tell us, what is the fatherhood of Yahuwah Elohim mean to you? What does it mean? What should it mean to us today? Yesterday, Marutimraka Baruch Yahu, Professor, Yesterday, um, for the past four days, before I went to Soweto uh, on Saturday, <clears throat> my house ran out of water and we couldn't find what is the problem. And I ran out of ideas. Plumbers came and they said, we don't see anything wrong. The municipality came and said, brother, we don't see anything wrong. It's better that you start digging. Now, my house is, is on a mountain. They say you start digging and uh, get new pipes and connect. Because it looks like your pipes are rotten to the core. That's why you can't get water. 
Yet in my heart, the voice says, if they were rotten, you would see the moisture coming up on the soil. Absolutely. And I just kept quiet. Yesterday morning, around half past four, as I was running, in the morning, in the morning, it's dark. And I said, Father, I don't know now. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I really don't understand. I leave this to you. Um Raka knows about the articles I've been writing, uh, the dissertations, the thesis I've been writing for the past two years. And I couldn't get results. We just stuck there. And I said, Father, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's another one that I won't speak on air. That I just said to them, I don't know. I rely on your fatherhood. You will tell me what to do. The new plumbers came. They went up into the house. <laughs> really up into the house. On the third floor. Then they said there is a tank. And I thought that tank didn't belong to us because we live in a commune in the estate. It belongs to the house behind us. They said, no, that tank belongs to you. It's off. Why is it off? We don't know. It's been locked. All the toilets were reeling with stench. Yet the father came in. I'm just saying this. I know it's very simple for others. They said, hey, you should tell us about that. I mean, I could tell you about times when I was paralyzed and blind. For almost a year, paralyzed and blind in hospital. I could tell you about that. But this fatherhood is just amazing when you rely on him as a father. It's amazing. I don't know if you, you feel about it. You can send us WhatsApps 0826572729. From your ear to your heart to your mouth to your feet, join this life on 657 AM. 657 AM Radio Pulpit. Let me start with you, Muruti uh, Maraka. When we speak of the fatherhood of Elohim, of our Elohim, the fatherhood uh, of our, our Yahuwah, what are we referring to? We know that we are speaking of the nourisher and the protector, our father. But what are we referring to? Please excuse the alarm there. I'll switch. I'll run and switch it off. What are we referring to, Muruti? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Yeah. Number one, uh, in terms of just approaching this uh, topic, I, I want to start with definitions. Uh the first definition would be around the word Elohim. That's a Hebrew word, which is plural in nature. And its equivalent in English is God, but in a plural sense. However, that word applied to the true living God assumes a singularity. In other words, 
when you say Elohim after that, you are not going to say they, you say he. Uh, because in as much as it is plural, it is talking about God who is uh, one. It speaks about the oneness of God. Now, the word God or Elohim actually refers to it's a noun. It's a noun which means the supreme, the one who's higher, the one who's above, the one who's great. And then we come to the second word I want to uh, define. It's the word you have said, Yahuwah. Some will say Yahweh. Some will even anglicize it and say Jehovah. That word is made up of four consonants in Hebrew. Yeah. The four consonants are Yod, which is an equivalent of a J in, in English. It's also Hey, uh, which in English you would you'd use an H. And then a verb. Now, a verb sometimes uh, can be uh, uh, seen as an O or as a U. But it's a consonant. It becomes an O or a U when you do something to it. Uh, so, in essence, it doesn't really have a sound by itself. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have a, a sound in English which you can equivalent, equip, uh, 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 make equivalent to. And then, of course, the he. So there are four consonants. Yod, he, vav, he. That is the name which God uh, 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 made clear to Israel. It is his name. And the history is that because he had said they should not take it in vain. Mm. The, 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 the elders, in, in, as they were developing the religion of, of Israel, they taught that people should not even attempt to name that name. So what they did when, because before there were no vowels, uh, the, the, the Hebrew language did not have vowels. The reader had to uh, provide vowels. And let me give just a simple example. The word for evangelize in Hebrew is three consonants. It's but. The word flesh in Hebrew is three consonants. It's but. So, you are talking two things, but they look exactly the same in terms of consonants. Now, the reader would know that it must mean a uh, 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 flesh, as in Genesis chapter uh, 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 2, where it says the two shall become one flesh. The reader would supply, cons I mean, vowels. And the vowels that they would supply would be an A and an A. And then it would be B. A, 
Ar, and then you would call it basar. Then when you say basar, when you are reading, then they know you are talking about the flesh. But if you want to say evangelize, as in uh, Isaiah where he says, uh, the feet of them that evangelize are pleasant. You would provide an A and an O, which is an E and an O. So you would call it the A, O, R, the sword. So when you say the sword, then it means you are talking about uh, uh, evangelizing. Therefore, going back to the what you call the tetragrammaton, the name of God, which is made up of four consonants. <coughs> the, the leader then brought in a, a teaching that instead of reading that name, the way it's supposed to be read, you provide vowels which are taken from the noun Adonai. Adonai meaning my Lord. Then you, underneath the tetragrammaton, you put the A and the O and the I. So that when they read it, instead of naming the name like we are saying, Yahuwah, they would come up onto that name. When they see, they would see the, the, at the bottom the vowels and they would say Adonai. So, that is uh, uh, the reality of the name of God. And that is why you will find even those who are, who are going back to Hebrew to call that name in Hebrew, there are differentiations. Uh, there, there is no one say where somebody will say, for sure, it was called this way. And then I'm passing, I'm going to fatherhood. Fatherhood is the state of being a father. So, now this true, this one true living God, whom we call yud he vav he or Yahuwah, is father. Because he has entered into a covenant with his people. And the way he was teaching it in the uh, uh, Old Testament was, I will be God to you, I will be Elohim to you, and you will be my people. So a covenant is always a relationship between a senior partner and a junior partner. There's always that inequality uh, in that partnership that there is someone who's greater and someone who's lower. The greater one provides uh, um, protection, provides provision, and the, 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 the subjected one provides obedience. And then in Second Samuel chapter 7, uh, and also, First Chronicles, which you read, it's the same story, same way. 
when God was developing the covenant, because he developed the covenant from Noah, Abraham, Israel as a nation, Levi as, 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 as uh, 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 his servant, and then completed it in David, where he said, I will give you a king. Your kingdom will not come to an end. Because I'm going from your loins to put someone on that throne who will have a kingdom that does not end. I, I will call him my son. He will call me father. Now that there's a, a, a distinct uh, 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 introduction there that it's not only I will be God, I will be Elohim, and there will be my people. But he's saying, I will be a father, and he will be my son. And we know in Luke, when you go to, to, to look at the book of Luke, chapter 2, when Jesus Christ was born, it was made clear that he is that one that Elohim spoke about, that he will call You'd have a Elohim father, and you'd have a Elohim will call him son. Mm -hmm. And that the kingdom that was promised to David, which would be embodied in his uh, descendant, is the kingdom that Jesus Christ has come to introduce. And when we look at Jesus Christ, his sayings, how he spoke, we realize that he spoke of Yudhebabhe Elohim as his father. And because he was speaking Aramaic generally, that is what they were speaking generally. And they used the, the, the Hebrew language in the synagogue, but in their homes they used Aramaic. And then when they were doing business with other people outside, they would speak Greek. Many times Jesus would say, Abba, 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 speaking about the Father. Whereas in Hebrew, there is no word like Abba, it is Abba. But in Aramaic, it is Abba. And when it was brought across in the Greek scripture from which we have our New Testament, most of the places where it was written Abba, they would just use the Greek word pater, which means father. So many times where Jesus says father, Yes, actually saying Abba. And I want to close this uh, introduction, my brother, mm. by going to uh, Romans chapter 8, which says in verse 15, For you did not take 
the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you took the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Abba, Father. Now, that word adoption means placement as son. So we took a spirit because of believing upon the Lord Jesus Christ. We took the spirit of Abba, of Father. And therefore, we are his children. He is our father. So his fatherhood over us is the exercise of this peculiar covenant. And then in Galatians chapter 4, I am going to read again uh, in verse 6, and it says, And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, crying out, Abba, Father. So, in essence, everyone that believes upon the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach has received the very same spirit that Yeshua used to call Abba, Thy Father. That same spirit is in us. And that same spirit teaches us to say Abba, to say Father, to the Supreme Being, Yudhevave Elohim, or Yahuwah Elohim, or Jehovah Elohim. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Muritimraka. Um, we really appreciate for those who joined us in. Thank you very much. And uh, I see WhatsApps are coming in uh, as we are busy talking about the fatherhood of Yahuwah Elohim. What do we mean about that? What do we imply with regards to that? Have we gone on to be confused ourselves uh, as to the implications of this? Yet we read scripture to look into the direct implications of this. Now, uh, Professor, let me bring this to you, therefore. He is also yes. known in Isaiah 63, and it's spoken. It says, Doubtless you are our father. Though Abraham was ignorant of us, and Israel, which is Yasharal, and Israel does not acknowledge us, you, O Yahuwah, Elohim, are our father. Our Redeemer from everlasting to everlasting is your name. You are our Father who redeems us. His fatherhood is also seen in the redemption power from the penalty of sin and death, worldliness and being swallowed up by darkness. We see him as protector and we see him as nourisher. Says though Abraham was ignorant of us, you knew us. Israel did not acknowledge us, but you knew us. You continue to be our father from everlasting to everlasting, our Redeemer. Everlasting to everlasting is your name. What comes to mind, Professor? Uh, thank you very much for the question. Uh, we just uh, come from uh, a very long 
I lecture from Pastor uh, Moraka. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just very long, and then we don't have uh, much to say anymore on the explanations on the word, or what the word means. Now you just have to go through uh, uh, what we understand when we talk about the fatherhood of uh, our God. You know, there are too many things that we can say uh, when it comes to to that. A lot of things we can mention. But, you know, I will go from uh, one uh, thing that we look at uh, from uh, the book of, uh, uh, already in Exodus, when uh, God was in, uh, before before he, he delivered the, the children of Israel. And then he called Moses. And he spoke to Moses and said, go to my people and tell them I am mm. has sent me. Uh, you know, when you talk about uh, uh, the fatherhood of God, I'm seeing uh, a very present God. I'm seeing uh, 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 I mean, uh, uh, a God who is not in the, fu- sorry, in the past or who is not in the future, but a God who is always present, mm. who's always there. And when we talk about the fatherhood, we're looking at a, a, a very present God who never gone in a, in, in holidays, who's never gone into, uh, who's never been uh, busy in such a way that he cannot hear his children. I see a God who, who is uh, ready to act. And as I said, when you have to look at how the fatherhood of God is manifested into the people's lives. You see, he is, you mentioned scripture things like he's the protector, he's the healer, he's the deliverer, he's the redeemer, he's the, he's the, uh, uh, the rewarder. He has a lot of, I mean, uh, before Abraham, he said, uh, before Abraham, he said, I am the, the provider. You know, he, he has a lot of, I mean, uh, 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 we can see in many, many, many things. Uh, how he has acted uh, before his, his children. Now, I said I wanted to use the word uh, I am because in this same word, Jesus also used the same word. He said, before Abraham was, I am. Now, it's been, it's been a lot of, I mean, there's been a lot of uh, uh, confusion and a lot of, I mean, debate on that because why Jesus was going to say to, to the people of Israel or to the Jewish and tell them that I am. Why could you say that? Because that I am was only revealed by the Father himself. How could you also say before Abraham was I am? Now, the confusion came in terms of one thing to understand. Was he there before uh, Abraham? Or because you can see a young, a young, a young man here uh, who is uh, he's not, he's only 30 years. Can he uh, proclaim himself and stand and say he is? Uh, he, he has been there before Abraham. And that this is to show how uh, God has been present in the people's lives, even when Jesus Christ was on earth. God was still present. And he's showing that God is going to still be present, not changing his nature. But he's going to be the same father who has been there, taking care of, who has been there on the creation, who has created everything, and has been involved in his creation, not as a... a, a a stranger who comes and goes, but he's been there, present. And this is why even when the people of Israel were crying, 
you know, they cry, they cry. Then the Bible says that uh, God says, I heard the cry of my people. Not that, I mean, uh, he was, per- was uh, absent, but he was with them. Mm. He could see. But the timing that he said that I mean, they were going to go through, I mean, uh, in, uh, in, uh, I'll go in, uh, in exile, he had to wait for that time until the time was over. Then he came and acted. You know, because this is what, I mean, sometimes we, 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 we don't get. He is present, but he acts according to the right time. He is. And he is a father who never give up on his children. He is a father who never uh, been absent. You know, we, we have a parent that sometimes uh, they, they can uh, tell you that uh, they are busy. But uh, with God, such a thing never, never happened. God never tell you that I'm busy, that I cannot answer your, your call. When you go in the book of Matthew, the Bible is speaking to us from Matthew 6, uh, from verse 1, you can see verse 4, 6, and, and so on, until verse 18. Uh, again, you can see in verse 26, in up to the end of the, uh, uh, Matthew 6, he's talking about, I mean, uh, how the father operates and how he can act in somebody's life. I won't just go there and read a bit. Maybe it might also help us. When you go to Matthew 6, uh, let me just, okay, Matthew 6, we can see, uh, verse, verse 1, for instance. Uh, this is a sermon that uh, Jesus was giving. He said, be careful not to, to do uh, your good work in public in order to attract attention. If you, if you do, your Father in heaven will not reward you. Already, he was talking to them of a Father who is in heaven that who is constantly with them. That if, if you do these things, you won't get the reward from the Father. Now, uh, verse 4 says, give your contribution privately. Your Father sees what you do privately, he will reward you. Now, when you talk about him being an I am, being the I am, meaning whatever you do, he sees. That means not it's, it's not absent, he's there. He's checking, he's checking every, every movement. And he's mm-hmm. a father who's always present. He's not absent. So whatever you do, he sees that, and he acts upon whatever you do. That means you need to be very careful by the look of, I mean, you see some, some of our fathers, you not know, physical fathers or not, I mean, uh, biological parents and so on, you know, they might be uh, gone, they might go for, for work and then we, we, we stay behind and we can do things that they know nothing about when they come and ask who did this. But with God, being a true father, he does not need to come and ask who did that. He sees already. That means whatever you do, he sees that. The Bible says, even when you start praying, before even you open your mouth to speak, he knows what you're going to say. And he is the Father who is always present, and he acts accordingly. Now, verse 9 says, this is how you should pray. Now, Jesus was speaking, um, Yeshua was telling the people how to pray. He said, when you pray, say, our Father is in heaven. Now, here it's about uh, relationship. I mean, I want just uh, maybe I'll stop and here for as my introduction. Now, when you say our father, say, yeah, you have to acknowledge that he is a father. And as him, he has already acknowledged as a son. It means when we pray, we need to say our father is the one that we have connection with, the one that we have a relationship with. And as I said, he is the I am. The I am who never gone into a uh, 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 retreat or never gone, I mean, uh, it was... He always there, and then when you go to him and say, "Our Father is in heaven," you are acknowledging he's a 
presence, you're acknowledging his authority, you're acknowledging in his protection and his everything about him, you acknowledge when you call him our Father who is in, who is in the heaven. And Jesus was kind of bringing that to the people so they may understand. And to us today, as you are sharing the, the, the word, uh, how, when you talk about the fatherhood of, 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 of Elohim, it's something that we do not have to take, as uh, Maruti, you said, that today people don't take it anymore seriously. It's become like a cliche. You know, you, you just walk around and say, hey, he's, he's God and he's the Father. But you don't see what, I mean, uh, 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 what, who he is and what it is. I mean, when you talk about him as a father, that is something that uh, when you start to comprehend or try to understand it, you will see that uh, he, he is the most present uh, father and he is there to protect, to heal, to do everything. When you acknowledge that we can live in this life, I mean, uh, securely, we can move. We can move around, being so sure that we have a protection on our side. We can move around knowing that we are not alone. When you start understanding that being him, being a father, is not just a title, but it is his nature. He, who it is who he is. We are not calling him father because, I mean, uh, somehow we felt that, I mean, we, we, we're missing uh, a father. They say, let me just call this one father. No, he is a father. Mm. This is nature. The nature of being a protector, a healer, a deliverer, a person who can be there all the time. That's what he is. And these are few things that I can say as we uh, starting our uh, sharing. I hear you. I hear you quite well, Professor. Thank you so much about that. If you just joined us, we are talking about the fatherhood of Yahuwah Elohim. The fatherhood of Yahuwah Elohim. What do we mean when we speak of his fatherhood upon us? Send us your WhatsApps. It's 0826572729. I will be reading them. After our guests have spoken their intros, I will be reading them. And I trust that you will be blessed in a mighty way. Golf time is fun time. What better way to enjoy yourself while supporting a worthy cause and gaining valuable exposure for your business? Join Radio Pulpit at Wingate Park Country Club on the 8th of April for a fun time and networking, followed by a sociable dinner. Tee off is at 11 a.m. with a shotgun start. To register your four-ball team or enlist as a sponsor, contact Ephraim on 082-802-5833. Visit our website at radiopulpit.coza or send an email to gospel at radiopulpit.co.za. The words of the Lord are words of life. Your heart is on 657 AM. 657 AM. 657 AM, Radio Pulpit coming to you live. We are talking about the fatherhood of Yahuwah Elohim. Uh, What do we mean when we say he is our Abba? What do we mean? And uh, what does the word, which is scripture, what are the scriptures saying with regards to that? Have we, find our, have we found ourselves to become those kinds of people who are keen into understanding more and more of his fatherhood upon us? Or we have gone on to make a cliche out of it, something of a religious jargon, uh, just spoken on the sides, you know, and acknowledged in some unworthy manner, you know, like when someone wins a Grammy Award and starts to refer and we think he's referring to our father but we find out he's referring to another 
uh, how this has somehow been deliberately proliferated by the devil um, that we somewhat forget to refer to him as our Yehua, our Father, our Elohim. And uh, we are speaking about that. What does it mean also? Send us your WhatsApps and voice notes. You know, it would be nice also to get to play your voices on air. Uguti gushuktini umasiti unkulunkulu usomandla ungubaba wetu. Gushuktini mfurugu ugwazi ngani umasiti ungubaba wetu. Sugeskondini nogutizwi litini gelona. Now, here we are, and uh, I am looking at uh, Jeremiah, chapter 3, verses 4. And he speaks something that sounds like an ultimatum, because of what is happening. Will you not, from this time, cry to me? My father, you are the guide of my youth. Will you not? Refer to him as the father who is the guide of our youth, from our youth up to now. In other words, that's what it implies. The guide, the one who, who had born us, and is also the guide. What comes to mind, Baruch Yahu? Shalom, and shalom to the listeners again. Uh, before I get to answer you, maybe I need to start to clarify something. Uh, with regards to the, the opening remarks that were made by Ngotemuruti Muraka, mm. with regards to the, the language and what he's mentioned. He's mentioned so many things, your tetragamatron and all that. Uh, just for starters, it's for us to understand that Yahweh is a canonized god or a canonized idol who was married to Asira. Mm. So that cannot be associated with the Supreme Almighty. But we, we, need to, we need to be led by the Ruach Hakadash, mm. or what is known as the Holy Spirit to many. Mm. But even when we do the researching, we cannot come and make the internet the Ruach Hakadash. Mm. We cannot just take things from the web and not verify them or check them. Or even when you go and search, who has said go and search there? Or mm. you just get anything and just whatever, whatever you, you receive the take, you know? So I don't mean to speak down at Mugatemurut with respect, but to say that the name of Abba is one. There mm. is no Yahweh, there is no God, because if you start to say, now, if, if I take Alahim and I think it's plural and then yeah, I translate it to English, then it should be God. And, and alone, actually, alone to the listeners, the name cannot be changed. Mm. The name remains. He is the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same forever. Mm. Now, when you read the scripture, right, when you read many scriptures, what we will find out in many scriptures is that Yahusha, who Yahushua, who is the master, says, "I and the Father are one." Mm. Right? That is in in the book of uh, John ten thirty. Now, when you come to John five forty three, says, "I come in my Father's name, 
and you do not receive me, but another will come in a different name, and you will welcome him with open arms. This is where we are today. This is where today it is what they call as Wednesday. This is where uh, uh, religion has led many astray. Mm. Now we have to understand that Matthew 29, 23, number 9 says, Do not call anyone on earth your father. We have these many idols that we have now projected and renamed them as Abba. Mm. May I please read for us the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 14. This is the scripture, my first time when I joined the show, that I read. Okay? Mm. So Isaiah 14, number 12 says, from number 12, How have you fallen from heaven? Some will say, Oh, Lucifer, or Lucifer, and mine says, Oh, Halal, son of the morning. You have been cut down to the ground. You who laid low nations, mm. 13, for you have said in your heart, let me go up in the heavens, let me raise my throne above the stars of Yahuwah Allahim, and let me sit in the mount of appointment in the sight of the Lord. Let me go up above the height of the clouds, and let me be like the Most High. So it is that plain and simple that, he will make he will make people or us as people to worship him. He will bring in light. He will bring in deceit. Now he will bring in tetragrammaton. He will bring in Aramic languages. He will bring in Hebrew languages. We have to understand that this Hebrew is not our language. These are the people that have stolen our inheritance. These are the people that have stolen our identity. Everything happens here around Africa. In Namibia, when you go, you will find, or when you Google, you will find when you Google Gibeon, I think uh, according to the book of Joshua, Joshua 10, I think, it's not Joshua, no, it would be, it would be, yeah. So I'll remember the scripture, my actually. The stones, the hailstones fell in the town of Gibeon. Now, it's here in Namibia. You find places like I, which is in the scripture. You find places like uh, places like Bathsheba. You know where our father Jacob was. This happened here. Our inheritance has been stolen, and the story has been twisted. And we are given this white person who is known to be the Messiah. But in, indeed, we have proven, according to number six. We have made references with certain scriptures that indeed the people, the people who are called or the people of Nazarene are the people who had locked in their head, mm. which is the type of hair that was in them. Now we cannot be taking anything that comes across that we need without even checking it. So all these languages, when you read the when you read the, the Abarim Mashun scripture, right, which is written in Palio language, mm. you will never find Hebrew. You will never find Hebrew. You will never find Aramic. And this is what the people that translated scriptures have used. When you say to me, Aki, what is my name in Abarim? 
This is where I go and get to find your name. This is what the language that is spoken of, that is in the book of Psalm 119. We have to be clear about it, that the name of the Father is one. There are no Asherah, there are no Yahweh, there's no God, there's no this, there's no that. It is only one name. There's no, not even Jesus. We have a Messiah, a story of, of us, our story, has been stolen. The scriptures are true. They're speaking of this nation, but their story has now been changed. The identity of these people has been changed. Now, why does the, the, the why now does it says here? You said you will go above the clouds and be like the Most High, because you like worship, because you like esteem. You will make people to esteem you. You will fool people. That is why today, my Aki and my pastors. We go to churches. People can go and receive this Jesus. People can be proclaimed healed. But the following day, you will find them queuing in clinics, still having that hypertension, still having that cancer, still having all these sicknesses. It is, it is the name which I can say is just a panacea. It's a lying name. But there's one name, which is the name of truth, that is Yahusha. Yahushai Hamashiach, our Messiah, the one who says, I come to deliver in my father's name, for my father delivers. Last week when we closed, there was a, one of the listeners, I think when you read, you said Rita, who spoke and made reference to Zeus, to say Jesus and Zeus, some bench, same scheme. We have to know, we have to be clear about the father now when we get to your answer right i can i, I can read maybe i can read uh sorry i can just read one some quickly right which is uh second uh, psalm 103 number 13 as a father has compassion on his children so yahuwah has compassion on those who fear him it is all about fearing <coughs> him. <coughs> may i close there so that we can give others a chance all right, uh, send us your WhatsApps, 0826572729. Let us hear from you as to what you say about this. When we talk about the fatherhood of Yahuwah Elohim, what do we mean? What do we mean? Um, I want to find out from you, um, what should it imply to us? And what should it not even imply? We're taking your calls, 12 From your ear, to your heart, to your mouth, to your feet. Join this life on 657 AM. Do you want to grow your business sales? Do you know that you can advertise on Radio Puppet, Radio Puppet website, the Word for Today magazine, and the Word for You Today magazine at the ridiculously low prices? Yes, you can indeed. Radio Puppet, your daily companion, offers you the platform to grow your businesses at the best affordable prices. Simply contact me, Godfrey Moabi, on godfrey at radiopuppet.co.za or call me on 012-334-1265 and I'll tell you how. Remember, I've made it my business to grow your business. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.